Anton. Narf. We're live. How's it going? We're recording. I'm good. How are How are you? Uh, my wife already thinks I was screaming in joy toward her, but clearly she should know better. Why would you ever scream in joy towards her? That's a very fair point. Especially when you're podcasting with me. Yeah, I know. She knows. We all know. Does she know? Do you want to bring her on and we can talk about it? I keep trying and I keep failing. I never believe you. So, yeah. so this is our first podcast of the real season, only seven weeks in. How many people who are not me did you try to get to do this podcast? I tried quite hard to get Noah to do the podcast. But he's and? traveling to Chicago via Atlanta and Boston and Portland, Maine, and wherever in Maine he actually lives with a baby and a kid and, and a dog. And it sounds terrible. With a baby and a kid. A baby and a kid and a dog and a wife. And it sounds terrible. So and Noah, he's the only one you tried. He's the only one I tried. But let me tell you, let me tell you a story about why we're doing this. Do you, do you have a second to listen, Anton? I have exactly one second. Okay, it's going to take longer than that. So I saw our acquaintance Yoni this past week. At our a, casual acquaintance Yoni. Our casual acquaintance Yoni at the Sixers Celtics game, which was disappointing. Um, and afterwards, uh, we were talking about fantasy football, and he seemed kind of down about it. And he said, no one cares this year, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, hey, Yoni, I'm scheduled to record this week. And his face just, like, lit up with joy. Like, I've never seen him. I'm not sure I've ever seen him happy before, honestly. But, like, he just got so excited. And he's like, Who, who's the guest, Narf? And you could tell he wanted me to say Anton. I said Anton. And he literally was, like, fist pumped. He's like, yeah, I cannot wait for that. Why so, not have Yoni on? This is why, why we're Why didn't you it. say to our casual acquaintance, Yoni, hey, Yoni, do you want to be on the pod? Because Yoni didn't want to be on the pod. He wanted to listen to you on the pod. I don't know why that would be true. I'll podcast with Yoni later on in the season. Plus, perhaps. it seems from the uh, very organized rundown you provided to me ahead of this podcast that you want to spend like half of it calling me out for shit, which was better done with someone who isn't me. There's like two agenda items about you. Don't give yourself no. that much credit. It's all about me. Don't give yourself that much credit. Everything is about me. So what's new in life? This can oh be about God, you. I can see you live jumping around this Google Doc you sent me. Oh, I just, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the fact that we're both in this Google Doc. Keep, why did you need an agenda? It's all the same stuff every time. What else? So, do you, you have another dog, right? Uh, we currently have two dogs, yes. Is that a permanent arrangement or temporary? Uh, it's not clear yet. Where did dog two come from? Uh, dog two's owner became unable to care for dog two. So. We took her in at first just as a temporary foster situation, but it's gone on longer than planned, and it's a little up in the air. That's very nice of you. Uh, well, she's a pretty great dog. So if like, would you give away dog one at the end and keep dog two? I don't think that's an option. Okay. You'll just have yeah. two dogs. That's uh, a slippery slope, though, because once you have more than one, you can just keep adding and adding and adding. Isn't that true when you have one? No, but like one is like a threshold. Like once you have more than one, you just become like dog people. Then once you have like ten, you're really dog people. So now that you have one child, you can just keep having children and children and children? I could. I've already proven I'm capable of doing so, but we'll see. It is pretty terrible, so I don't know if I want that many more. Um, well, you, you're shooting up the life rankings because apparently you sold your home for maximum profit. Yeah, everyone's aware of this. The maximum allowable by law. Yeah. How, what, what are the measurements of the life rankings? I don't remember how you get points. 
Well, hold on. So let's get a full update. You now live in Boston? I live in Boston. I've lived here since October 1st. Uh, do you do you own property in Boston? Nope. I, I rent property in Boston like a sucker. So this is tricky because you gain life points for selling property at a profit, but you lose life points for not – no longer owning property. I know. So how do we how do we adjudicate this properly? Um, I don't know. I really I really don't. Um, so like net net zero. Uh, Yoni is number one in the life rankings. When we saw the videos from the Celtics game, Lionel, I think it was Lionel, raised a very good point, which is at what point did Elliot become our age? Is Elliot now our age? He attended a basketball game and sat in the same size seat as everyone else, so he's essentially our age. So the conclusion is that Yoni has now fully lapped us in the life rankings, and we're now at the level of his son. It is true that that kid will be in college in like five years, um, and I will be way behind, and you will be miles behind. That's terrifying. And that kid's hair is going to be in college in 1967. That kid's hair... That kid's hair is legit. You know he plays on his middle school Goldtimate team, and that's actually a thing? Um, Goldtimate with a G. Yeah, things have changed. Yeah, it's, it's a different world. Yoni's the assistant a coach. A little disappointed that he hasn't specialized in double discord, but we'll I'll see. allow it. He, he spent the majority of our pregame pizza doing magic tricks for us, which were pretty cool. He got Morella multiple times. What do you mean he got her? Well, it was more of like a trick. I'm not actually sure. Well, I guess a magic trick is more of a trick. So, Rilla also thinks that the things Frogger (laughs) makes are food. Well, we'll get to that later on in the agenda. Really a high bar for tricking her. Um, He had written carrot on his arm, and he asked everyone to guess a vegetable, and Marilla guessed carrot, so then he showed her that he was thinking of carrot the whole time. There might have been slightly more to it than that, but that was what I remember. That was a truly terrible recounting of the magic trick. Maybe it just wasn't that good of a magic trick. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Okay, uh, so... All right. So, should, should we get to our rundown? Well, let's go to item number three, as you brought up Frogger's Instagram. Have you, yeah. see, so, have you seen the photo of his almond cake? Uh, let me pull it up right now. So the most recent I'm, one I saw... I'm trying to involved... pick photos that you have to say look good. The almond cake looks delicious. There's... Okay. I'm, I'm, I haven't gone there yet. Let me just tell you ahead of time that there's no way I'll think that. He's got some um, pretty good pastas up there, too. The last one I remember uh, looked a lot like uh, his regular theme of cylindrical things that look like they've been dipped in a butt. But they looked insufficiently dipped in a butt. Oh, yeah, here. So this was the last one. Parmesan asparagus, honey nut squash mash with balsamic and fried cashew and tofu patty. These uh, asparagus things, uh, they look like they have been dipped in a butt, but the butt was, like, fairly clean, like, insufficiently poopy. Okay. Um, so, so that's this, all I have to say about that. This was that. not the photo in question. Scroll down. It's okay. 12 photos back. Almond cake with orange peel and caramel icing. Almond cake with orange peel topped with orange caramel icing and strawberry powder. It looks good. I mean... You have nothing to say. I win. It looks looks like one of his more regular things in that the base of it looks like normal cake. 
But then it looks like there's about a quarter-inch gelatinous layer of what can only be described as a mixture of both piss and jizz. And then... You're right. Uh, that is the only thing it can be described as. Kind of pink cocaine dusting up top. So I'll, like... You would eat this, things Anton. Pro- what? You would eat this. Uh, people also eat jizz, Narf. People also eat jizz. I guess that's true. Yeah. So, um... It's one of the more regular things on this on this Instagram feed. I'll give you that. It does not look like it's been in a butt, even a clean butt. That doesn't make it good. I'll take that as a win. Frogger needs a win right now. He just lost on Universe in the semis of Nationals. Was it insufficient cheating on his part? Um, he didn't cheat. His team was pulled to, and they just turned it over like pretty near their goal line. Have you been watching any Club Nationals? I have not. So Frogger's team made semis, lost in on Universe. Uh, Lionel's team is in the finals tomorrow, and that's basically it. Um, wait, is Frogger playing mixed? Frogger's playing mixed on a Middlebury alumni team, basically. Interesting. And they yes. lost in the semis, and that's basically it. I've been watching a, uh, a couple of his games around Lionel, so I watched two and of them. Who's in the final against Lionel? Uh, they haven't played yet. I think they, I think they're playing now. The other men's semi. So Lionel might be a national champion. Yeah, I'm not sure if he still plays for Pony, but I assume no. they'll give all of the alumni, like, rings. Oh, you mean Pony's in the final. Wait, yeah. how is Pony in a final? They're good. They got a lot of good players this year. By, by no longer having Lionel? Exactly. They cut Lionel, and that attracted all the good players. I thought you meant Lionel was in a real final. I figured I would have heard about that. Well, I mean, he's part of the of the pony of the pony process. Like, remember when the Colts won and then sent Edger and James a ring, even though he didn't play for them? I assume I that's like Lionel on the pony. I don't think that that's an accurate picture of their relationship. Ah, that's fair. Those guys are pretty shitty. Well, they're playing tomorrow. I think it's. I don't think it's like any of the same guys that used to play with Lionel like ten years ago. I think it's like a pretty new team. I hope they lose. They have Bo Kittridge, frisbee legend. I hope they lose. All right. Did you play Fall League or anything? No, I am uh, retired. Permanently retired? Um, yeah, as far as, I, as far as I know, I am fully retired. By choice or by neck surgeries? By neck surgeries. Did you have more? I had a second one last after Wadwood last year. Oh, right. I, I, remember, I remember that. When you should have had... technically been playing, but you, you did it for the championship. I did it. I really did it because there was a chance it was the last ultimate I was ever going to get to play. And is that the case? Have you played since? I have not played since. So if the last ultimate you ever play in your life is winning Wildwood, that's not a bad way to go out. No, no, it's really not. I, I, when my, given my level of Frisbee ability, I am very happy with how much Frisbee I got to play in my life. That's fair. So now you're just going to transition into Frisbee photography? Um, I don't know. Sure, I'll do some. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we can move on to more topics in my spreadsheet. Not really a spreadsheet. I know. Uh, do you know what a spreadsheet is? Yeah, I do. I'm just very... I'm always very tired. You don't sleep when you have kids. It's the fucking worst. I've heard that said. I've been up since like 4.30 this morning. And Saturdays are my day to parent, so I had to like do all the shit by myself. It's terrible. You... Divide it by days? On weekends, we split days, so I get to watch football on Sundays. Um, but I'm not going to tomorrow because we have to babysit our her sister's kid also, so it's going to be two kids. 
So I really got the bad end of this trade. Mm. You are not good at trading. No, apparently not. Um, okay, so Marco Polo. I can tell that you love it. <laughs> I know I that you love it. I don't want to love it. But you do. There's okay, a use but... for this in our lives. I but people I, don't seem to be using it. I kind of have a theory that Tranche had shifted over to only Marco Polos. How accurate is that? That is zero accurate. There's no behind-the-scenes Tranche at Polos? No. I, in fact, I don't think I've poloed with anyone but you and the group. Okay. So what should we... Maybe what? Frogger poloed me? I'm, I'm not sure. Like a one-on-one -on -one polo to send you his food? <laughs> Just to show you him cooking? Just the outtakes. He would like uh, that. Yeah, I would. I want to see those things actually go into the butt they go into. Um, I, I seems like right now it's being used about 50% for Fuse wordlessly following whatever he's watching on TV and making us guess why he's doing it. Yeah, I didn't watch the most recent Fuse ones. Were they, were they compelling? I think the most recent Fuse ones were Frogger's game. I don't know if there was something more recent than that. Okay. So should uh, we be using it for fantasy trash talk, or is there something else? Like, how should this go? We should just, I mean, I think it would, I'm not sure that it's not the devil, but it would be interesting to see people who aren't Fuse use it more. Wait, what if I Marco Polo the podcast recording right now? That's I amazing. think you should. I think you should. I'm currently podcasting with Anton. Jordan yes. and the Holtzman Constant. They can't hear you because I'm wearing headphones, Anton. This will be up sometime between Tuesday and Thursday next week. Bye, Trons. Oh, man, that was great. Do you want to respond, or should we just continue to record audio? Of course I'm going to respond. So if the podcast is just us poloing back and forth at each other, I, I don't know how interesting that's going to be. What? Podcasting with Narf. Podcasting with Narf. Ha. Oh, I heard that. Okay. This is like a Hall of Infinite Mirrors. How many people do you think are still listening to this? Too meta. Uh, Yoni, for sure. I can't this is not. very meta. This is the meta podcast we've done. Can we please move on to football? We can move on to football. Okay. okay. Um, so it doesn't seem like Moose has sent any sort of trophy to Fuse. Has it he? does not seem that way. It what? makes me really sad because I don't want to have to adjudicate <laughs> all this shit. So, that, first of all, make a trophy was always a bad punishment. We all know this. I disagree. It's a bad you know punishment who else disagrees? <laughs> Everyone who voted for it. But obviously, that's in hindsight proven wrong because there is no trophy. Because you picked some, you voted for something that someone wasn't going to do. So you have to vote for a punishment that someone is willing to do. I think people were willing to do this one. I think like there Moose... was no feasibility analysis done, and obviously Moose could not build a trophy. It is entirely feasible to build and mail a trophy. So is he? At, what's he supposed to do? Lose All second Moose really. Year? had to do was poop on a plate, dehydrate that shit, gild it a little, right? Fuse his champion and send it in the mail. Isn't that like a felony to send shit in a mail? I think it's a misdemeanor. Okay. Could you get people off for that? I get people off for anything. Nice. But you didn't help Frogger with his legal contract bullshit. I was below my pay grade, man. I only do the going to jail stuff, like okay. I said. You only do people shit at making shit trophies. So when what is start surreptitiously videoing his female roommates using the toilet? That's when I'll get involved. Gotcha. <laughs> um, his female roommates being his wife. Well, that actually illegal, I think. I guess so. Um, so what is Moose's punishment? 
Well, we'd said ahead of time that it was a second-round pick. I really don't want to do that. So he but... can't draft LaShawn McCoy next year? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the original plan was to impose the punishment uh, this year retroactively, but that didn't happen. So, so it's he has to happen. cut LaShawn McCoy? <laughs> well, so I told him ahead of, ahead of this draft that if he wants to preemptively take someone shitty in the second round because he's just going to lose him to not fulfilling the punishment, he can do that. Did you actually but tell him that? I think I mentioned that on a, one of the six <laughs> podcasts we did, yes. I still can't tell if he was trolling the league by taking McCoy there. Do you think he's he that smart? Said, he said he was looking at, round, at week one rankings instead of season-long rankings. That, that was his ostensible excuse. And McCoy was ranked that high in week one? I don't remember what the matchup was, but it's it was not a ridiculous explanation, so I just let it go with that. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, does the like, do you lose power? Does the office of the commissioner lose power if you don't act on this? Like, what are you going to do? I guess it's a political issue. I don't want to take a second round pick away from Moose, but I feel like there's nothing else to do. Do you have any ideas? Does the pick go to Fuse, or it's just forfeited? No, it's just forfeited. Um, I would give Moose until the end of the season, or let him do another punishment if he chooses to. Like, make it up to Fuse somehow? Yeah. Fuse really seems to want this Because the, cause the uh, thing is, like, that's, that's a punishment that affects the entire league next year, like if Moose's team sucks, which I guess... Relatively normal. This year's team's not terrible. I think he's actually number one in points scored. I think he is number one in points scored. But I don't, li- I don't like the idea that like, his punishment actually has repercussions across the league. Like, if teams that play him twice get an advantage, blah, 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 blah. I don't like it at all, but I don't know what else to do. And I think that Fuse is going to be a stickler for what I said the punishment was going to be. So that's only fair. But if people have thoughts on it, they should certainly Marco Polo them. <laughs> Okay, so so speaking of other punishments, yeah, and I say this, I honestly, I can like, you're in the legal system. I assume you know what right and wrong is, or you know how to argue it. <laughs> Why like, are those two things related? You you should have a sense of what's fair and what's not. I, I still don't understand your defense, and this was like three months ago for how you gave yourself more than 24 hours to select a draft spot, which you blatantly did. Uh, do you want the technical defense or... No, just like the, what's the common sense reason why you gave yourself more than 24 hours to select a draft spot? The common sense reason was I was not on the clock for more than 24 hours. Now, I was the one who put myself on the clock well after the previous pick had happened. But if you want to get technical about it, I was not on the clock for more than 24 hours. So why, but, like, when you do the shady shit, you just open up like the floodgates for the media to come at you. Yes, I understand. Fuse was sitting at his computer, and as soon as the counter hit 24... And he, I had to side with Fuse because he was actually right. He wasn't actually right because I hadn't been on the clock, but he was, you know, he was sort of right. Okay. I mean, look. So what's your what defense for what? why you got to give yourself 12 extra hours of not being on the clock? There's no defense. I don't defend myself. But listen, what happened when... Vigo got close to the time limit. I don't know. I don't remember. I texted just Vigo and said, hey, it's the time limit. Are you around? Okay. 
I didn't wait for the time to pass and be like, you know, anyway, it's over. It happened. If people want to think less of me because of it, you know, there's better reasons to think less of me, I guarantee you. Could you give me a couple? You know many of them. All right. So you don't have a defense. That's what I'm taking from this. No, I don't have a defense. I have a technical legalistic defense, and that was enough for me, and I moved on. And I hope that everyone else has too. I haven't because I had, I won the fucking lottery this year and you were super strict. I had 24 hours and I was like traveling for work today. I had no time and I didn't have time to do my analysis and I panicked, took the three spot and it led to David Johnson and that sucks. That's why you're bitter. But here's Obviously the thing. Obviously, it's why I'm bitter. 24 hours. You had like a week. No. You had more time than anyone else to think about it. No, no. It, it was like a day or two. It was it a was, short amount of time from the podcast release to On the Clock. It was not that short a time. But I, so I didn't start thinking about it until you put me on the clock. Because I thought I'd have more time. Okay, so you were bitter because you only had like five or six days and I had slightly more than one day and it went badly for you. I'm bitter because after like years of coming in like 11th or 12th in lottery, I won and ended up with the worst first round pick of my life. Maybe you shouldn't have cared that much about the lottery to begin with. Maybe fucking should have. So, you know what else I hate while I'm being angry? Yeah. I really hate waivers on Wednesdays. Is anyone else here with me? Um, because I, it sneaks I, up on you? Like, yes. what do you have to like? You, like, you have no, like, you don't get a day off. Like, Tuesday, you're supposed to have, like, a reset day before, from the last week before you start on the next week. And you don't have that buffer anymore. Why did we push yeah. to Wednesday? Who cares if you get, if you know a player, you have a day earlier. People voted for it. What I'd, do you want me I'd to rather have more time to think about the players I want and the moves I want to make than to know who's on my roster and think about start or sit because that's an easier, much easier decision. Can, uh, we, can that's we vote fair. to change this next year? Is that allowed? <laughs> I mean, we just changed it, so I, I don't think that's going to be happening. Ha- Why? We can vote to change back. We I, generally I, give it a couple of years. Do you like it better this way? I'm honestly indifferent. Last year, I was in two leagues, and one was Wednesday, one was Thursday. That was super annoying, because it was both nights I had to remember to do it. Now I don't really care. And is there a way to see the fab budget that other people have left? I can't oh, figure I saw this, out. this I saw this on your rundown. Uh, the answer is yes, yes, there is a way. Could you explain to me how? Because that would be advantageous in my bidding. Um, do you go to I... the teams? Before we get to that, I want to give you one oh, guess as, to, as to how you voted on moving the waivers to Wednesday from Thursday. I probably voted yes. You voted yes. But and I'm okay admitting I was wrong, and I want to vote and change it back. Uh, maybe this will teach you to be a little more afraid of change next time. That's true. If we ever have do a rule know, vote again. Do you know who voted against it? You. I did. I voted against it. Do you know why I voted against it? Why did you vote against it? This change is scary and bad. Why did and I vote you're... for it? I have no recollection why I would do that. No, you were in the throes of new fatherhood. And full of yeah, I... who else voted against it so I know who to whip the votes for this year? It was uh, me, Vigo, and Lamb Chop. All right, I've already lost you. Vigo won't respond, and it's tough to know how Lamb Chop will go. Um, anyway, I figured out how to find the fab budget. You, you just look at the team, and it's under like their name. There's also a page that lists every team and their budget. At, well, could you help me find that one, then? Uh, I don't want to help you, but I guess I'll help the other 
Yoni who's listening to this right now. Yep. Um, it's under players, and then you go to free agent auction summary. Hmm. These are the things as a new father you just can't figure out. So things. Vigo, Narf, and Moose all have full budgets left. Should yes. that be the tiebreaker and for playoff seating at the end of the year? No. Okay. And it could be though. Uh, and Lionel have only two dollars missing. So. so who's actually spent a lot? CB has spent I've a lot. You spent a lot. Yeah. And Landshop. I don't know what I'm really waiting for. I guess my team is just perfect as is, but I think people are waiting too long, especially because you know the players you get now you have for longer. But yeah, who knows? I'm you know what good. I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for it to be Wednesday night and me to put my bid in for Thursday. That's what I'm waiting for this week. <laughs> uh, Landshop was really unhappy with the uh, $0 bid aspect of this. What does that mean? You can bid he, zero? He thinks it's better for people to be able to get up early and snipe picks instead of being able to put in $0 bids and have it done in order automatically. Oh. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's only going to hurt him on the West Coast unless he's staying up that late. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's way better. It's, I think it's way more fair to have the $0 bids than how we used to have it. Okay. All right. So we're almost up to actually talking about the league 25 minutes in. And we can't go over an hour. I have to go back to parenthood life. Uh, real quick, what do you think about the Eagles this year? Um... I, you know, they're not going to win again. Agreed. I, I, I think they'll get their shit enough together to make the playoffs, but Agreed. too many injuries. The pass defense does not look salvageable. And it's the same players as last year, but I... No, it's not. They lost... Uh, they lost Peterson. Yeah, they lost Peterson. And that's it. half their safeties are hurt. They're hurt, but... That, that Who, means who's hurt? McLeod? McLeod's out, and I think another safety's out for the year now, isn't it? Like, uh, not a starter guy? Maragos? Is he still on the team? No. Okay. Um, and I think Darby was playing hurt for a while, maybe? They just had a lot of injuries in the secondary. Yeah, their pass defense uh, is not good. And, yeah. What the about- only put, like, Hicks is back and he looks good, but other than that, the defense is just worse. Yeah. What about uh, what about the Sixers? How many games have you been to? I've been to zero games. That sucks. I live in New York. Um, I'm excited for this NBA season. I don't think the Sixers are going to be awesome yet, but they're definitely going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I am very excited for this NBA season. I'm very down on the Sixers. Fultz is terrible. There's just no, there's no hope in life. This is so weird. Like, the false thing is so fundamentally weird. So, like, he shouldn't be starting, first of all. I, I just don't agree. Like, that's, I just fundamentally don't agree with that decision. Well, so what are they doing? He's, he's technically starting, but he and JJ are basically getting the same amount of minutes. Yeah, he's starting. He's starting the first half. JJ started both second halves. Um, and... Against Celtics, it was kind of close in the fourth quarter. Fultz wasn't playing. Against the Bulls, we were up by 20, so he was playing in the fourth quarter, but it didn't matter. So the, the issues are, one, with J.J., it's the best plus-minus starting lineup in the NBA last year. So there's no reason to break that up just because you have Fultz. Two, like, 
forcing Fultz and Simmons is just stupid. Like, give it, get him confidence by letting him run a second unit and have the ball in his hands like he knows how to play. Like, you don't need to have him stand off ball with Simmons. And they've had lineups with Simmons, Fultz, and McConnell out there, which is just idiotic. I do, I've never thought Brett Brown is a good coach. I'm just saying it again now for the record. Well, so the only reason they're doing it this way is to develop Fultz in some way, right? I, I agree with yes, but I don't think he develops more by playing off ball with starters that don't like playing with him. Like you, can, like being at the game is like very obvious, and being yelled at him multiple times for being in the wrong spot. Like they okay, don't like each it, other. Eventually, they don't win unless this this version of the team doesn't win unless Fultz becomes a shooter because Simmons is going to run point forward, right? So they have to develop him as a shooter or get no, rid of him. No, so that I fully disagree. He needs to be able to be a scorer. He needs to be able to lead a second team and score, but he doesn't need to be an off-ball shooter. No, that, but that's literally why is, they have J.J. Redick. If his ceiling is leading the second unit, then this team's not going to win as is without bringing in another star. I completely disagree with that. They had the best starting five in the NBA last year, so if Fultz can become like a, like a six-man-of-the-year candidate, like a Lou Williams, and just score and buoy the second unit, they'll be fine. They have the best starting five. I mean, they don't actually have the best starting five, like Golden State. Yeah. But in plus, like, I, I disagree. I, I think if Fultz can give them 25 minutes and score 15 points off the bench and lead the second unit, he never needs to play with the starters in crunch time, at least. Like, he, I'm sure he'll overlap with them in the game. So who's the third best guy on the team? Um, it can be Fultz. He doesn't need, you don't need to play your third best player with your first and second. Most teams don't. Oh, I'm saying, but, but it, you think he's the third best guy on the team? No, I think um, it depends on for what you want, but I think JJ is the third most valuable player on the team. I, I think yeah. their whole so offense I, I, revolves I around what JJ can until, do. I don't think they win until they have a better third best player on the team, whether that's an improved Fultz or someone they bring in. Uh, I, I disagree. I think I mean I'm, we're both saying Fultz can improve. Like I agree, Fultz needs to improve. He needs to be very good and be able to be a six man of the year player. He just doesn't need to be able to play with Ben Simmons on, and start. I think he does, but we need to move on. Okay. You said this had to be under three hours. I said it had to be under one hour, but we'll see. Um, all right, so you want to talk some some fantasy football? Absolutely, please. Okay, we, please. So how do you think? All right, well, so it's been a while. We'll talk about the draft for a second and we'll move on. What? I, I just got a blindingly loud tone in my left headphone. I have no idea why. Okay, that's not my problem. That's um, fine. I, I was actually generally very impressed with the draft. Um, I think people were, like, pretty prepared. And other than McCoy, I don't think there were a ton of bad moves. Um, there well, were... you also didn't like Moose's next pick right you said he took two picks that would have both been available the round after he took both of them who was his third round pick i don't remember i i'll look that really up. mccoy was terrible i was i was i'm just giving the holy credit i was super impressed no one jumped on deshaun watson because he was like the number two qb in a lot of preseason rankings and i think that was like a super obvious one that he's gonna suck um who did moose take in round three he took oh he took matt ryan that's uh, turned out to be a good pick because Matt Ryan's number two QB in fantasy. It did turn out to be a good pick. Do I think he would have been available? The quarterbacks went right after him were Stafford and Wentz. I could see Wentz still going before him. I think it'd be very hard to take Stafford over. Well, Stafford was ranked over him in a lot of preseason rankings, so there's a chance. 
Moose has a very good team, somehow. He leads the league in points scored. He has, yeah. so, it depends on how real you think Tyree Kill is. Because he, he's bit, like he's not going to have, he probably won't have another 30-point game again this season. Uh, no. no, but he's the number two wide receiver. He could very well finish top five. I mean, Moose is... He's got two number one QBs. He's got two number one receivers. I'm not sure Jared Goff finishes as a number one QB. I not think either. he. I think he. I think he'll be close. I think he'll be in the ten to fifteen range. Um, I mean, his, his, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And yeah, Matt Ryan has been good. He he won't be this good, but I I could buy Matt Ryan playing up to years like a top five, top eight QB. No. Moose has no depth, so if any of these people go down, it's bad. But I mean, his running backs are McCoy and Peterson. So, like Peterson's been okay. He's had two twenty-point games and a couple not twenty-point games where he scores. As a Chris Thompson owner, I really hope he wears down. Um, I mean, does, does Julio Jones ever score a touchdown this year? Yes. At least one. You'll yes. take it over on zero. I'll take the over on four. Yeah, I probably would too, but I don't think I would take the over on five. I'd think about it in six. I would definitely not. Like it's 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 not a fluke. Like he he's not he doesn't operate well in that area of the field. Like there, there's a really big sample size at this point. Do you think? I mean, you can't think Moose is the best team in the league. No, I don't. I think Moose is the best team in the league. If you look at the expected rankings chart that I printed out for you but didn't share with the league, um, you can see that the number two team in the league is actually Mr. Narf. What? What? Um, even though my first two round picks both suck. Um, so CB is number one. Moose yeah. come, So CB is number one by like half a win. And then you, me, and Moose are all grouped very, very closely in the two, three, four. Narf, Moose, Anton. Yeah. Yeah, and I've 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 had a lucky year so far. Yes, you are a full win over what you should be. I, as usual, am leading the league in points against and in um, expected like the delta between expected wins and actual wins. This feels like the first year in a long time where I haven't had a bad points against in the beginning. I definitely should have lost to Priest on Drew Brees' bye. I got very lucky plugging in um, Blake Bortles. Brock Osweiler. Oh, right. You have uh, Blake Bortles. Is, he started Bortles and fucking Osweiler and won a game. Bortles is a QB1 so far this year, by the way. I, I know. Do you think that sticks? Uh, I think he'll be top 15. <sighs> yes, I agree. He'll, he will he usually has good second halves and just throws a lot. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback, but he's, he's going to have so much volume. I, I know. I know. Uh, um... Who were so? I remember when I took Blake Bortles, you said there were two quarterbacks who were clearly better who I should have taken. I think one of them was Derek Carr. One of them was Carr, who I took as my third quarterback, who's been not very good. Um, do you want me to look at the, at the draft again and see? I think it was maybe Eli, I want to say. It might have been, because no. I was actually high on Eli coming into the year. I was high on both Eli and Carr. Um, you took Bortles in what, round eight? Yeah, I, that I sounds about say. right. Um, Bortles around eight. Yeah, so you, you waited on the second QB. Do you have any regrets yeah. there, or do you, you feel good about that? No, I feel good about having Bortles as my, as my two. 
Really? Um, so right after him went Derek Carr to me. I was probably Carr. Oh, Carr, Winston. Carr and Winston. And I was high on Keenum in season two. I would have taken Carr, Winston, Keenum all ahead of Bortles. So Winston's probably oh, I would, better than Bortles the rest of the way, but probably even on the season. Um, I would have taken Dalton over him, and I maybe would have taken Eli over him too. Um uh, so Dalton, as it turns out, would have been a good pick, and Eli would have been horrible. And I potentially would have taken uh, Terod Taylor over him as well, which would not have worked out. That would not have been good. All right, so that so your Blake Bortles has worked out so far. Um, so far. Did, did the adjustment of three running back change your draft strategy at all? It doesn't look like a lot of people drafted that differently because of it. it. I don't think it changed draft strategy. What has changed is that it's, I think it's made it... So I was trying to trade for a running back the last couple of weeks, and I think people are less eager to trade because of the flex spot. I'd be thrilled to give you a running back. Do you have any? Would you like Kenyon Drake? No, no, I would not. He's my only running back. Um, <laughs> so in the five spot, so you took Hopkins first. Were you thinking running back there, or were you, you were good on wide receiver the whole time? Um, I was hoping let me see um i was really hoping that one of the that the first four didn't go the way that they went basically so you're saying you would have taken david johnson there uh yeah probably so when it got to me I was between Hopkins and Zeke. That's the reason I don't feel so bad about Hopkins, which was not a great pick, is because Zeke also would not have been a great pick there in retrospect so far. Yeah, so so bad. I mean, Zeke. I I definitely would have taken Zeke if I didn't take Zeke's actually been like under the radar, pretty solid. Um, He's been solid, but so has no, no, no. Hopkins. Hopkins wasn't a bad pick. I'm not sure why you're saying he was a bad pick. I mean, he was. He was good. I'm saying there were, you know, I I it, I wish I would have taken a top running back. But the thing is, I wouldn't have picked the right one, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Zeke is running back six right now, averaging 19.3 a game. Running back scoring is fucking insane this year. There's like six, five running backs averaging over 20. Usually there's zero in a season. I mean, I'm sure it'll come down. It's but... bad. My running back situation is dire. Yeah, so I... Just to give a little antidote on why I hate David Johnson. I knew he was going to be bad all season. Did you I... just say antidote? Anecdote. Yeah, but did you say antidote? Anecdote. Okay, go on. Anecdote. So when I was doing my draft prep, he was like my, of, of the elite running backs, he was like my red flag, do not draft David Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm, al- I'm always wary of, of players that are proven in one system and then the system's completely different and you don't know what's going to happen. And I, like, had a note for the preseason power rankings. Like, whoever drafts David Johnson ranked his team 12th. Like, that was literally something I wrote down. <laughs> Just, like, go all in on – like, I was prepared to go all in this year on saying David Johnson is not going to be good. Parentheses. Unless it's me. And then the day of the fucking draft, in which I was also, like, had a crazy work day and didn't have a lot of time to do prep, was the day that, like, three cow- – so I was targeting Zeke the entire time. I thought he was going to be really good. And I, knew, I thought it would be Gurley and Bell 1-2. I would have taken them at 3 if they dropped. But I really wanted Zeke. And then that was the day of the draft. was the day that, like, Zach Martin and, like, multiple Cowboys O-linemen just all, like, were out for the season or out for extended periods of time. And I, I knew their passing game was going to suck, which is true. And I got really worried about Zeke with no passing game and no O-line. 
and just panicked into David Johnson, and it was such a mistake. And I should I should have taken. It was between them and like ten percent of me really wanted to take Saquon there, and that would have been amazing, and my team would be so good if I had. Yeah, I think if I had picked like seven, eight, nine. I would have taken Saquon or Kamara, and I would be pretty happy with my team right now. I don't know. So, Priest owns Kamara. I mean, obviously, he's been great so far. He, Ingram's back for one game, and Kamara did not get the ball very much. So, I'm not sure Kamara's going to be the one you want going forward. Yeah, he is. So that's going to be game I mean, he's going to be the one you want between the two of them, but I'm not sure he's going to be, like, if you were the top, oh, if you were, like, a top six running back going forward, I don't think he's on that list of you would draft him in the top six right now. Right. I wouldn't, at least. So anyway, my my I, I I'm fine with Hopkins. My tragedy didn't happen until Dalvin Cook in the second. That wasn't a bad. I mean, were you upset at the time? I don't think that was a bad pick at the time. I was okay at the time. I had. Uh, I was hoping he would drop to me. I didn't want to take Gronk there. There was just no one else. I thought that Michael Thomas would drop to me, and he went much earlier than I expected. That's who I really wanted I, I, in the second. I thought, yeah, I thought there's a chance I could get Thomas, more likely AJ Green at, at 22. I, the, the league just drafted well. Other than McCoy, like, I'm, I was really impressed. Like, usually you can count on, like, if you're, if you're the 20th pick and there's, like, 18 players you want there, you can usually count on, like, two or three idiots just, like, taking dumb players and you'll get who you want. But it just, like, didn't happen this year. Yeah. Yeah. Thielen went impressively early. In our league, it was, it was a very uh, good draft. Yeah, around. actually, I ranked Noah 12th in the preseason thinking, because I thought Thielen was going to be a bust this year. Um, he went early and significantly, well, like almost around before Diggs. It was yeah. drafted well. So what's, uh, so who's, who's your favorite pick? And then we'll move on from the draft. I'm assuming Juju, but I'll let you answer. Yeah, Juju's by, by, was by far my best pick, yeah. What was that, round six or six? So? Yeah, he's a top ten right now, I think. Six and now I'm looking straight at the point in the draft where I took Jordan Howard and the next two picks were Joe Mixon and Pat Mahomes. This is not a fun exercise. I thought Jordan Howard was a good pick too. Um, I thought all of my picks were good picks. That said, I am quite happy with Patrick Mahomes. I, me and Hudson have a bet. I forget what it is on quarterback pairing for the season. I've got Luck and Mahomes, who's like 800 points above Cousins and Rivers right now, so I feel good about that. Yeah, you should feel pretty good about that. Um, what was your best pick? Uh, so, Mahomes would be, like, I, I could say Mahomes, um, but, to, I mean, to be honest, like, I didn't, know, I didn't expect him to be this good, so I think there's a little bit of luck there. The pick I'm proud of is Emmanuel Sanders in the sixth round, because I had a, I really did expect him to be this good. He's been hurt the last two years. He's getting a competent quarterback. Keenum, Keenum supported two great fantasy wideouts last year. He throws the slot a ton. Um, I, I really thought Sanders was going to be good, and he, and he has been. So, like, that one I think I kind of earned. The Mahomes one I think I got a little bit lucky on. Yeah, it was a good pick. And it's also the reason you're going to beat me this week. Um, so, Sanders had a great game with a passing he touchdown. passed and caught one, yeah. Um, David Johnson, Johnson like eight, did Johnson it. like eight points. So, I'm, I'm currently 15 points up in the projections. You've got Juju on by and Geronimo Allison, who had – probably wouldn't be starting for you anyway yeah and cook is out so i picked up uh my my last move was to pick up jermaine curse from my flex over greg olson we'll see we'll see if that pans out yeah uh, so Bree. oh yeah this breeze ball this new orleans baltimore game will be important for both of us because i'm probably going to start john brown and crabtree banking on like one, at least one of them producing big against new orleans a shitty pass defense <sighs> breeze 
on the road in against a good weather, defense against in not a good really weather. good defense does not make me excited. What about Blake Bortles? Does that make you excited? Uh, Blake Bortles at home against Houston is fine. We've also got a. Uh... Yeah, you've got DeAndre going against Jacksonville secondary. That's not a great matchup. Um, Eric Ebron's no. been good for you. He'll take away some of my luck points, maybe. Yeah, Ebron really saved me when, when uh, Greg Olson went down, but now they're cluttering my roster. I don't, really don't want to be carrying two tight ends, but I don't trust either one of them enough going forward. Uh, I, would, I would trust Ebron. He's been really consistent. Yeah, but... He, he's 10 and, or more points in five of six games. Um, Doyle and T.Y. Hilton... Have been. Out. Oh, I forgot about Doyle. I knew. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's not a red zone threat, though. Luck looks to Ebron a lot in the red zone. No, but his targets will definitely go down. Plus, he's been picking up little injuries. He's yeah. eventually going to miss some time. So, are we the marquee matchup? There's three matchups this season or this week against teams not below 500. So there's <laughs> you and me. There is yeah. four and two CB versus three and three Fuse. Fuse's team sucks, by the way. And there's Moose versus Hudson. Um, so Hudson has a good record, but is bad in points, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Hudson in expected wins is seventh, um, even though he's four and two. So yeah, he actually he's ahead of he's, you. He's ahead of you in the in the most luck so far. Yeah, and when Lamchop has the highest luck, but it's still only uh, five. Yes, you're right. Lamchop is has three wins, has the expected wins of one and a half. I might I might publish this chart so people can reference, or I'll just yeah. maybe I'll just Marco Polo a screenshot of the chart right now. I think that's the most efficient and useful way to disseminate information. I can't find my phone. I don't know where I put it. Oh, I found it. So, all right, I keep think, talking while I do this. Yeah. So, um, you and Fuse against CB are probably playing the most important games as far as getting into the playoffs right me beating you and fuse beating cb yeah um i mean i don't know beating you, you is not that important to get in the playoffs i'd rather like no, beat but, teams but, that are three and three than teams that i think are going to get into the playoffs getting your fourth win and keeping me from getting my sixth and fuse getting a fourth win and keeping cb from getting his fifth but I don't think like I keeping think you. Matters. I don't think keeping you from getting a six matters that much. I think it's keeping oh, well, the teams that, that are at three. Fair. I would like a fourth win. It just doesn't bother me if you get a sixth win. So I'll win this week, and you can win next week for whoever you play. Does that work? Uh, yeah, I play Lamb Chop, so that would be fantastic. I'd, I'd be thrilled if you beat Lamb Chop next week. His team is bad. And I'm not excited about this week at all. I think there's like a, a 5% chance that Jermaine Curse is going to go fucking nuts and I'll be in it, but I don't, I'm not optimistic about beating you. So I, I like that. I'm sure you're just reverse jinxing, but I want to look at CB's team to see. CB is like, I didn't do manager rankings this year, but CB is consistently maybe the best player in the league, at least in the last CB couple of years. CB is very solid. He, he's also, time. he's act, he's very solid all the time. He, by the way he drafts, I know he does draft prep, and he's pretty active in the waiver wire during the season. He's just not like he's not super active in like the group me Marco Polo scene. Mm, but he's like a he, he's like a ninja. So, oh by the way, we should shout out CB because I, social media informed me that his dog had cancer and was successfully treated for it. I believe so. Yay, CB! We're happy to hear that. Good for you. I support. You, I support that. Um, 
So he's got so Stafford, and his other quarterback is Baker Mayfield. So I didn't really look at his team before saying they were good, but that's not a great start. Um, Barkley's been awesome. His running backs, Sony Michelle. Uh, Mayfield's schedule the next three or four weeks is ridiculously good. Well, sure. One, I don't know if it really matters that much. Like he can be he can be good against anyone. He can be, he can be bad against anyone. Like he's not consistent. But no, but listen. At Tampa Bay, at Pittsburgh, then home to Kansas City, then home to Atlanta. That's the next four weeks. He's going to go nuts. That's fine, but CB's probably playing for the playoffs, and it's not easy to just get other quarterbacks on the waiver wire. So, like, yeah, so the problem in the playoffs is at Denver, Carolina, at Denver, home to Cincinnati is not great. None of those are great uh, for a rookie quarterback. I mean, none of those are terrible. I mean, at, at Denver. That late in the season might be might be a pretty tough game for him. And then Stafford is in Minnesota for the finals week, but he gets Arizona and Buffalo the other two playoff weeks, which is good. Yeah, so CB. Oh, Buffalo might have a decent defense, especially at home in the winter. I mean, are are you looking at CB's roster right now? Yeah. So, so what, what part of it should I be looking? No, at? No, I mean, like obviously he's number one in the metrics and he's four and two, but this. this this isn't a roster that stands out to me as significantly better than anyone else's. Like, I, I think his quarterbacks are below average. I think his wideouts are strong, but not unbeatable. And same with his running backs. He has basically three number one wideouts. Who's his third number one wideout? Kenny oh, Gallagher. Edelman? No, Gallagher. Has Gallagher? Oh, yeah. He's and 21st and with, a, with having a bye. You're right, so. you're right. So he he no, was like a week he was a week one uh, waiver pickup in which I think everyone probably thought about him for a second because he had that big week one. I remember thinking about him. I remember thinking about him too, and reading something. It's like, oh, once uh, Marvin Jones is healthy, Galde won't do much. But that was wrong. Yeah, I think I tried to trade CB for Sony Michelle before Michelle really broke out, but I he smartly held on to him. Okay, so, so I will say his, his wideouts are, are very strong. Um, without looking at everyone else, I would guess they're probably the strongest in the league. Um, but I don't know. Like, this isn't a team that scares me that, that I'd be overly concerned with. Uh, if, if the cornerbacks hold up, this team scares me. Barkley and Michelle could be the number one tandem the rest of the way. Like, that's not unrealistic. And so could his. I mean, I guess Thomas is. Yeah, dropping. I didn't realize how good Michelle has been since he started playing. Yeah. Was that a waiver wire pickup, or does CB have him the whole year? I assume he drafted him. He's a Patriots fan too, so yeah, I've heard about that. We suspect that he drafted him. Let's see. He's also got Edelman, so he's got his three wideout ones and Edelman. So his wideouts are very deep. So he actually should be able to trade for an upgraded quarterback potentially. He drafted Sony Michelle in the ninth, just before Eli Manning. CB, I will give you Mahomes for Saquon Barkley and Michael Thomas. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, your trade. I'm laughing at your trade. You think it's good for me or bad for me? Uh, I think it would be fantastic for you, and then he would never do it. So he can afford to lose Thomas because he'll start Edelman, and his receivers are still fine. Um, he's got Breda, Ito Smith, and Royce Freeman. He can get by without Barkley if if Sony Michelle is that good. Uh huh. 
I'm not sure that's that big a down. I'm not sure it's a downgrade at all for CB, actually. Propose the trade. I, think I just awesome. proposed the trade. Choir boy. I propose to you Mahomes for Barkley and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, whose last two weeks have been six and nine points. Hasn't been great. If, if CB accepts this trade, then I will forever uh, abide by the draft pick time limits in the future. I think C. I think there's a trade here that CB could accept. I'm not sure yeah, we're there. It's, it's it's not that one. I'm not sure we're there yet. You uh, have a third QB. Who's your third QB? Carr. Carr and who's your other one? Andrew Luck. So Luck and Mahomes start. So I'm set at QB. And if I like, I would consider offloading one of those for sure and starting Carr if I got something good in return because I need. Actually, everything but quarterbacks. I need running backs and wideouts. You're not going to. I mean, you you can make a Mahomes for Michelle and something trade, but I don't think you'll get two Mahomes for Michelle and Michael Thomas? No, Mahomes for Michelle and Kenny Galladay. Do you not believe in Mahomes? I believe in Mahomes, but I, I think he's at his absolute ceiling right now. He's not going to outperform every quarterback in the league by this much the rest of the way. Why not? Look, look! Look at the. I mean, I agree with you. It, it's likely he won't, but it's not impossible. The offense is entirely designed for him to do this. His weapons are unparalleled. Rate has to be in regression territory, right? Sure, but he'll get some rushing touchdowns. And I mean, people like I'm sure people said that for 2007 Tom Brady after six weeks or 11 Peyton Manning for six weeks. Like sometimes they don't regress. He's people throw 50 touchdowns. It happens. He's averaging three touchdowns a week, which means is. Touchdown rate is, is close to 10%. That's not sustainable. It's happened before. Like, that wouldn't be the highest of all time. It's happened before on more volume, I think. So, by the way, he's actually only outscoring Breeze by 0.7 points and Matt Ryan by 0.9 points. So, it's not like... There's three quarterbacks that are basically even at the top. You have one of them. I know. I have one of them. Um, Feels good, man. I believe in Mahomes. Anything else we should talk about football-wise? I feel like we've been efficient. I feel like we've talked for several hours. Nope, 54 minutes. And, and a couple of Marco Polos in there, too. Um, who is, is, is Vigo clearly the worst team right now? I'm going to push really hard to get Vigo on a podcast this year. Uh, Vigo just picked up Nick Chubb, which was a good... So he's actually active because he beat me by like 10 minutes. Did you take a look at, at Chubb at all? I've I've had Chubb this year. No, but like on on Friday, like yesterday, like three oh, yeah. thirty. No, were you part late. of the rush to get Chubb? No, because I was busy with. So I was not at a computer yeah. for whatever. So Vigo Vigo picked him up at three forty seven. I remember looking at about four ten. So like twenty five minutes later, and being upset. I was way like I was hours after that. Yeah, yeah. I, I doubt I was number two. I'm sure other people might have looked in that in that time frame too. But that shows Vigo's like. Somewhat active. He's not changed I, his team name in at least three years, if not more than that. Um, it no longer applies to any of the players on his team, right? It can't. Um, I have Gronk, so no. And does he have Alex Smith? No. No. Um, he doesn't actually have any Smiths at all. So looking at Vigo's team, it's not as bad as it seems. Because he has Carson Wentz. Because he has Josh Gordon and Carson Wentz. I mean, Kareem Hunt, Kareem, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, if, if Chubb gets carries, like, not amazing, but that's that's probably an average running back duo. Uh, Keenan Allen. So what, 
that's this is what I'm saying. Do you see Vigo being better than like Lionel and Lamchop the rest of the way? Uh, I didn't look at any of the bad teams. Let me look at Lionel quick. Um, one and five. It's fallen so hard since that uh, improbable title run for Lionel. Um, uh, I would take Vigo's team over Lionel's team right now. Oh, so would I. Oh, sorry. I do not see Lionel has Antonio Brown on by. That makes a difference. I would still take Vigo's team. And, uh, the running backs are Vigo. The quarterbacks are Vigo. It depends what you think of Trubisky the rest of the way. I, I don't think highly of Trubisky at all. Even though his I, last two games are 80, 83 points combined. Yeah. And nine touchdowns. Scoring is fucking insane this year. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Well, they've made defense basically illegal, which helps. Like, how many quarterbacks have put up, like, 40 points? Like, it's like, got to be enough for a whole season already. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we picked a really bad year to not vote for increasing the QB bonus. That's the yeah. one vote I have to change. And I, <laughs> you knew I was right about that one the whole time. You were right about it. But, like, were, I had the, I had the facts at the time, too. It's, I, like, I, it's not like I'm I right in retrospect. I sometimes admit I was wrong. I was totally wrong about the QB bonus. This would have been the best possible timing for changing it, and we didn't. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. So I think Vigo and Lionel are close. Lamb Chop, I mean, Lamb Chop's going to make the playoffs because he's Lamb Chop. It, it doesn't matter who his players are or if they're good. Oh, he's... Fair point. Ten quarterbacks are averaging 25 points, fantasy points. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are zero in most. There's like one in most years. Teen quarterbacks are averaging 20. It's pretty impressive. Are they all going to re- like have TD regression like Mahomes is? I don't know. No, Mahomes is number one. I mean, come on. Lamb Chop has fucking Todd Gurley, and his team is still this bad. It's impressive. Yeah. Okay, um, Anton, we got to wrap it up. I got shit to do. Have you been following any of the Game of Thrones actor little tidbits that have been coming out the last couple of days? I have not. Has there have tidbits been coming? So they they wrapped shooting a couple days ago, and like all I know, the... I know that they wrapped. I, like I saw a bunch of headlines that were like, some people will be disappointed, some people will be so happy. Yeah. So like basically every actor has said like a somewhat cryptic, but not all that cryptic line about like how their character ends. Um, so there there's like you can infer whatever you want from that. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite tidbit? Because we only have time. Well, we have time for none of them, but we'll, we'll do one. None, none of them have been very good so far. Well, you have to pick one. Give me, give me tid, tid one bit for me. Um, well, we haven't announced this as a spoilers-free podcast. I know Yoni's a huge fan now. Just tid my bit. Yoni's the only I'm, ex- I'm excited for Yoni to watch Game of Thrones live and see what he thinks. Uh, so so uh, Dinklage said something like um, he's really happy with his character's ending and death is not a bad way to go out. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's unclear if he's referring to his own character's death, but that's, that's, like, that's the quote. So we think if it is, it's like a noble death? That's the implication? I mean, I doubt Tyrion would die in vain at this point in the series. He's like kind of the only good guy left who's still smart. I'm trying to think. like, It's him and, yeah, and Jamie. Right. You're right. Morally good characters never die unexpectedly in vain in this show. So, so, 
You can, yes. I actually think Game of Thrones is wildly overrated for it's like, we can kill anyone at any time. Because that was true no, for Ned. And that was, was true for Rob. And it has not been true since season three. Because they've, like, they've right, gone so far right. out of their way to keep John alive for no reason. And Tyrion and Jamie, And they don't do it anymore. They just don't kill characters randomly anymore. Like, they, we talked about this, but, like, the eight most important characters went north of the wall. The only one that died was the, the Red Priest, Thoros, who's not a main character. Like, like half of them should have died up there, and they, and they just wouldn't do it. No, we've, we've discussed the okay, anyway. many ways in which the whole expedition was a travesty of storytelling. I know, but that, I'm getting really excited for this season, though. We're probably only, I don't know, five months out, six months out. It's going to be fun. What are you watching right now? Um, my, ba- my baby sleep on the monitor is great. Yeah, um, I have to catch up on Better Call Saul because I'm like halfway through and I didn't finish the season. Uh, Libby and I are only on like episode four, I think. Yeah, or... I, I'm actually on like episode four or five. I need to go check. Um, that I just finished Ozarks. Um, I just started season two. I'm not. Is yeah. it worth it? Should yeah. I to watch it? It's as good. As, it's as good it? as season one. Okay, that's that's enough for me. Um, did you watch Succession? Do we talk about Succession? Um, I think we have. I love Succession. Succession was great. Um, Lionel was also into Succession. We're both big fans. Yeah, Succession was great, so we can have a polo chat about that. I'm trying to think what else. I haven't... I need to get to the next the new season of Orange and the New Black, but that's, like, low priority. New season of Shameless, low, low priority. I think that's it. Is there anything obvious I'm missing? Uh, the Deuce? Are you watching The Deuce? No, I haven't... I watched half the pilot with Jess, and she didn't like it, and I never went back. That'll be, like, a five years from now show. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I don't so know if it's I like really, it. really good. Um, yeah, that's that's probably it. In the good place. Watch The Good Place. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've only watched two, because that's a show that, like, I watch with Jess. Obviously, The Good Place is amazing. Okay. Um, Jacksonville is good now. They made that joke in, like, the last episode I just watched. You said you're, you've only watched, like, two, though. Yeah, but in the in the most recent episode, which I watched this morning, they made a joke that like because Michael went to the Earth um, and messed up all the timelines, that the Jaguars are good. But that was like the most recent episode. No, it wasn't because my DVR is oh. four episodes, and that was episode two. So oh, maybe they God. do it again on episode four. Should we talk about this a lot more? The difference between episode two and episode four. Yes. And how it relates to Game of Thrones. Man, we just got over an hour. An hour, two minutes. All right. I mean, <laughs> Why I, you think I was stalling? It's 4.57. I promised Jess I'd be home by 5. I don't have time to publish the podcast or do any editing. On your parenting day. On my parenting day, which I went to my office to record. Are you serious? It's like a five-minute walk, and I didn't want to like wake the baby when she was napping. That's called Where do you parenting. live in Boston? You never said where you live. Oh, so I live in Beacon Hill. It's pretty awesome. Okay. And I work right across the North Station. So it's like a 10-minute walk, but it's, it's quite nice. You have, like, an apartment or, like, a townhouse? Like, what do you have? Yeah, it's an apartment. I mean, it's not, like, a high-rise. It's, like, a brownstone in Beacon Hill where we have the whole first floor. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been good for us so far. That's what we have. We have a floor of a brownstone. Do you still live in the same place in Harlem that you lived in forever? Uh, yes. Yes. I think I saw it once. You have, like, your washing machine in an odd place, right? Uh, it's in the... No, it's in a regular place. The I washing machine there was, like, is a washing also machine, like in the kitchen or like it, it was like not in like machine, a closet. It's a washing machine and dryer in the same thing. Yeah. It was previously owned by former team heartthrob Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who used to live in our apartment. He owned just and the washing machine or the whole apartment? He rented the apartment. 
and I believe he owned the washing machine, but decided not to anymore. And we don't use it because it's terrible. So the washing machine is not property of the owner. It's property of the tenant? That seems pretty weird. I think in this case it was. I'm actually not clear on it. Anyway, his underwear had definitely been inside of it. That's the important thing. All right. Thank you for coming to the podcast, Anton. I hope to record. I'm not going to record every week. It's impossible. I'll do some more during the season, so I'll get the key people on. Maybe Vigo. Um, we need to start a podcast that doesn't have you on it, like because this this seems like it's not sustainable. What are you proposing? Yeah. I'm not proposing anything. I'm just do we need to investigate options for non NARF media here? Why don't you investigate some options and I'll if they suck, then it'll make me podcast every week. There is every way it won't suck. What you imply in a statement is that a NARF podcast is a good option. I understand that I'm implying that, yes. That's, that's all I need to hear. All right, let's Marco Polo each other every time Mahomes throws a touchdown tomorrow. Okay. All right. Bye, See Anton. You. Bye, buddy. Love you. See ya.